Hi, I'm Dustin Gaddick, and this program is sponsored by Surrey Honda on 152nd and Fraser Highway. For excellent service and the latest deals, check out surreyhonda.com. Uh, and the opinions that are expressed on this show do not represent the values or opinions that are expressed by Close Look Productions. They are our opinions and ours alone. And with that, let's get started with the show. Hey, Alicia. Hey. Carrie, thanks for joining us in this program. Thank you Hello, for Dustin. having me back. <laughs> we missed you, by the way, Alicia. Uh, how were your uh, job interviews? Uh, they were good. Um, I'm just waiting to. I'm just waiting for them to hire me. So. Hey, I'm happy to hear. But that's why we missed you last time. If anybody was curious. Yeah. So everyone, uh, yeah, I, I I missed you guys too. It's like a good. It's a good consistency, and when you don't have it. it do feel a little sad so yeah yeah it's that missing part in your life that we've all kind of filled in the, the void because i was mm-hmm. broken before and you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but yeah we have a guest on the show there's not two there's not three there's four of us and uh, later on, another guest who will be joining in 20 minutes' time, Alexander Lin. But today we got Carrie Badgley, who's going to be doing the music challenge. We're going to continue on from days 11 to 15. He's going to contribute his titles. In the last episode, he actually contributed some during chat, which was very nice of you to add. Uh, Carrie, how are you feeling? How is the situation in your life going right now? Oh, you know, just uh, living a like everyone else, I took a nice trip from the bedroom to the living room today, so that was fun. <laughs> what a wonderful uh, work uh, in that situation, right? you got to keep things interesting, you know, other than the fact that my hair is getting a little bit unruly. Um, I'm doing all right. Uh, yeah. That's um, why I keep wearing hats. <laughs> I, I, how are you guys doing? Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, it's okay. I'm oh, just, just saying how I'm chiming in. Oh. No, I was just saying, I cut my brother's hair yesterday, and oh my goodness, uh, I bow down to hair cutters, hair stylists. Like mm-hmm. it's, 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 uh, it's, it's crazy work actually. Like getting it right on the mm-hmm. on the person's head because everyone's different, you know. So props to them. Were you uh, anxious? Did you have steady hands through the process? Yeah, I was pretty anxious, and I did not have any confidence in myself. <laughs> but <laughs> my brother was really like. He was telling my, like, he was literally telling me that he believes in me and all this stuff. So, you know, that confidence helps, like, having someone to help you that way. And we would, like, strategy, we would, like, plan things out before we did anything. So, exactly. Haircut work, it didn't work out. You could just shave them bald and then reset. That's a reset button right there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. How you do it. (laughs) Yeah. What about you guys? How's, uh, How's Dan doing? How's uh, can, yeah, I doing? just want to say hello, everybody watching on chat. Paulo, my mom, oh, yeah. a couple of other people. Um, yes, so I do need a haircut, but I wax hard today to get on. I can hair. see that. What a shiny. I know it's shiny, right? Yeah, yeah it's um, slick. Carrie, how are you doing? Let's get wrap this up. I want to get into this music challenge. We're going to run out of time if we all just take our time doing this. Mm. So go ahead. Let's do it. Oh, are we doing, doing it? it? Okay. okay, let's do it. Right We're doing it. All right, we're doing Let's it. Do it. Okay, so what's the first uh, day? What's 11. the first docket? Uh, day 11, uh, which is uh, a song that you never get tired of. A song that you never get tired of. Let's start with Carrie, as uh, he's our special guest yes. for this episode. Well, that's a, that's a tricky one. I had to think about it. Um, I would have to say that uh, one of my biggest influences as a musician um, is Linkin Park good old Linkin Park and honestly it would be hard to pick any song by them but I'm going to choose Nobody Can Save Me off their newest album it's just so much fun to sing along with when you're driving and that's my choice you can't get tired of it eh? no uh, I'll sing it every day it's fun (laughs) (laughs) that's great that's lovely man that's great I'm happy to hear Linkin Park still relevant in this day and age even after taking a severe blow with losing a uh, one of their lead singers. So uh, mm-hmm. it's great to see them still keep going. Uh, and uh, I'm happy to hear that, man. Uh, okay, let's take it to Alicia. Alicia, what is a song that you can never get tired of? Okay, so t- for me, the song that I can't get tired of is K-1. 
Kiss by Prince. Oh, yeah, first, my first choice was like kind of a sad, depressing song. And then I thought, no, I, I don't want to, like, I want something that makes me, you know, energetic and uplifts me. And that's really what the song does. Like, it's so catchy and there's just so many, like, high upbeats to it. Um, I can't help but sing to it and start dancing along to it. It's an awesome song. Can you sing to Ooh, that song? It's an song? awesome song. Great. Uh, yeah, but like, not right now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe another day. Dustin, or is it me? Which one? Uh, how about I'll go last. Okay. You go ahead for this. Uh, one. So I put I would I do anything for love by Meatloaf. Oh, I love that, but not the not the stupid radio edit version, but like the whole like eight to thirteen minute song. <laughs> oh, I didn't know it's that long. Oh, it's it's long. It's like a whole play. It's a mini play. Wow. Um, I did have one more because as she said Prince Kiss I then came up with Dove's Cry because I like that song a lot yeah Dove's Cry that's is a, good a good one, one. good choice that's a good one. yeah yes alright I like these choices so far uh, mine is going to be Breathe by Prodigy Ooh. Uh, Ooh. I guess that, that particular track has been probably remixed by so many artists after it initially released. Uh, it's an, again, I, I, I've been like noticing that throughout this whole uh, time we've been doing this stuff, it's been mostly stuff from like the 80s, the 90s. Uh, and that in particular in the 90s was one of the hottest tracks that kept on playing over and over from the morning to, the, to you know, from dusk till dawn kind of thing. You know what I mean? People in nightclubs were going nuts for this song. It was one of the great like acid house tra like uh, tracks that you could ever hear, and it to this day people will still play it uh, or even remix it. So it's great to hear that song even in this essence of the current modern era for EDM. And I thought it was fantastic. I loved it. I love Prodigy. You know, uh, they're no longer the same as they were because they also lost a member of their group. So it's kind of like during these times, uh, artists are not making as much, especially when they're like losing band members. So. The albums are kind of coming out in slower periods, but I do love Prodigy's Breathe. Breathe with me! Anyway, you know uh, I, thank you so much. You know what I think of <laughs> when I hear that song, Dustin? I think of Big Shiny Tunes, too. Oh, you mean like the, the CD? Yeah. Oh old my school. god. Those old school great hit CDs that they came out with back in the day. I remember that. Uh, Alright, so we're going to move on to the next song. Or rather, the next category, I should say. Nobody. So, uh, so uh, I know that the guys are catching on. Dustin and Alicia are going to catch on to this real quick. Alexander Lynn has joined us on the Skype call. However, he's not on the screen with us, so he's going to be coming in later. It's just easier for oh. me with the software that I'm using okay. to. So he can't hear us. He could hear us, hear but we can't hear him right oh, now. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Sounds okay. good. Okay. Well, fair enough. Uh, anyway, we're going to continue yep. on. Uh, so we got uh, a uh, song that you love from 2011. That's the next one we got. Oh, okay. I think I got the. Okay, I may have gotten the wrong template. So what do you mean? This is the one that you sent us. I, I yes, but then I googled it, uh, and I must have gotten the wrong <laughs> oh one, and I apologize. So I'll think of this on the spot. So, what is the next choice? Okay, the next choice is going to be um, a song that you love from 2011. This is going to be interesting for Alicia, because she's going to have to think of this stuff on the spot now. Yeah, Alicia. Ooh, this is... This, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you guys go ahead. <laughs> I need some time. <laughs> okay, all right, Carrie. You're going to be... Uh, this is how we're going to do the order. It's going to be Carrie, uh, then Dan, then myself, and then Alicia, because of, you know, Alicia just tuning into the list so uh let's uh let's try to accommodate alicia give her enough time to think about it have Thank her you. last I uh, that should really, hopefully that gives you enough time alicia <laughs> all right um so i guess my favorite song from 2011 um dan's gonna kick me for this one uh, I'm gonna go with LMFAO, sexy, and I know it. <laughs> they were big. They were big for a small period of time, but they defined 2011, in my opinion. Yeah, that's true. They had a couple of tracks in that year, so totally agree with you, man. Mm. How about you? You go first, mm. Dustin. Me? Oh, okay. Uh, hold on. Uh, okay, so that particular track of 2011, I went. 
I know a lot of people wouldn't expect this of me, but I went Lights by Ellie Goulding. Oh, okay. I have. Yeah. I forgot that song existed, actually. Thank you. You're very <laughs> welcome. You see, this is perfect because this is an opportunity for everyone to, to revitalize their music playlists on Spotify. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> That was a good one. Not, not a shameless plug for Spotify in any way. It is a shameless plug for uh, uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so, uh, Dan, you're next. Um, Stereo Hearts by Jim Class Heroes and Adam Levine. Mm. My heart's a stereo. I don't know. I feel like you guys are staring at me blankly yeah. like you don't know what the hell's going on. No, I know it. So. No, I know. I do it. Of course I know. Uh, it's just, you know, I'm always curious when you're going to be copywritten. Uh, for you know the copyright strike for uh, whenever you're gonna say lyrics because you know it's amusing when those stupid guidelines kind of dock you for those simple things like uh, that. But anyway, uh, all right, Alicia, are you ready for this one? Yeah, Can you do I it? yeah, I had to search this one up because I had to check okay, if it was the right year. That's perfectly okay. fair. You're welcome to. So, so this one, um, I really like this song because um, it's so it's it's by Lady Gaga and it's called You and I, all and right. uh, I felt like. You know, as much as she is such an exuberant person and personality, and you can see that in her music videos, um, and you know how she dresses, um, I feel like this song was like pretty. Um, how do I say it? Like mainstream. Um, it felt kind of country esque too. So I thought that was really cool how she like kind of changed her um, uh, style up a little bit because um, I felt like it was really different compared to all, all the other songs she was producing at the time. That's pretty dope, yeah. No, Lady Gaga also produced a couple of songs that year too. They were they were pretty strong artists in 2011, and definitely prevalent. Uh, and uh, yeah, that that's pretty much for that category of 2011. Okay, we're gonna move to day 13. You guys ready? Okay. All right, All right day 13. One of your favorite 70s song. Favorite 70s song. What I'll go first. Okay, that's okay. Okay, I I'm on track now. I thought about this. One. Okay, so we're good. I'm, I'm gonna glad go. about that. That's good news. All right, so... <laughs> go ahead. I'm... Uh, Is it Carrie or okay, you? Okay, can I go? Can yeah, I go? Go, ahead. go for it. Go for okay, it. go ahead. Okay, so mine's Old Time Rock and Roll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's about all I got. That's it? That's it? That's <laughs> it. <laughs> okay. You look like you were going to go into a story. Yeah, though. like you thought you were going to like shed a tear. Like we're just waiting for something else. Back in the day in your time, road. no, he's not going to give us a story. <laughs> not a once upon a time of any kind. Nothing's what a for, for myself, uh, for myself, I'm going to say uh, <laughs> Pink Floyd, Comfortably Numb. Ooh, of course. Of course. Uh, yeah. I've, yeah. Only, I've only played that one how many times? Yeah. <laughs> no, I love of it, though. Course. That's a good track and a band. Alicia. Okay, so for me, it's uh, Rasputin. Oh, wow. That's one of my favorite songs. One of my favorite I... songs. We also, we had like a, my dad had the CD and it was like best hits of whatever. Like the oh, ones yeah. that you were talking about before, yeah. And that song was on there. Same with like, um, I got the power. Like, so just all these songs and I would just listen to it like a maniac. Um, and then you find, you come to realize that um, it's actually a really dope song and it's actually like a historical story. Like it's an actual story. Like there was a guy named Rasputin. So it was cool to see that. That's what makes it better. Yes, there's a historical figure that slept yes. with the Russian queen. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Rah, rah, Rasputin. Rah, rah. <laughs> um, um, uh, I wonder why. Anyway, <laughs> what a wonderful historical reference back in the day, especially when you listen to the lyrics and you know about what that guy really did uh, in Russia, which is really funny. Uh, I, I dig, by the, I, by the way, I love that song too, so I, I'm not making fun of it. It's just, it's a fantastic song altogether. Really great stuff. Okay, so I guess I'm going to go with mine, yeah? Yeah. All right, so mine uh, from the 70s, it's going to be Angie from uh, Rolling Stones. Angie. You know that song? I, I don't even know what you're saying. Are you saying a word? Yes, Angie. <laughs> Angie, okay. <laughs> oh. That's, it's the name of a girl that he sings about. I know the way stone. you said it, though. I, I didn't understand. No, that's how he sings Angie. it, though. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Harry, do you? Enough of my humiliation. 
Uh, oh, yeah, apparently nobody million. knows about Rolling Stones. <laughs> anyway. Number 14. I'm just kidding. Number 14. Okay, so uh, a song that you would love played at your wedding. A wedding song. Mm-hmm. Now, this may uh, apply to Daniel, despite the fact that he is a divorcee. Uh, so go Thank ahead, you. my man. There we go. Go oh, ahead. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, you guys go first. Okay. I'll go first. Yeah. I'll go first. Um, I already have, I made this list maybe like four years ago and I just keep adding to it. So, That's uh, a lot of for songs. me, yeah, it's just like, yeah. You only I, get I need one know, first maybe, dance, right? No, I, <laughs> I choose to have like a remix of like 10. Oh, no, wow. I'm just kidding. Um, Carrie, so for me, <laughs> so for me, uh, it's, I don't want to give like my favorite song. I'm just going to give my top, like my, the bottom of the list one so that no one else can copy it so <laughs> so it wow. is um when you look me in the eyes by jonas brothers oh my god uh, this is how you know she's young <laughs> Jonas Brothers. i do have some other choices um and you would change your opinion but i'll just let you have that opinion because it's very wrong okay no change, anyway. change my opinion no i'm not because these songs are very special to me so i just yeah Remember, man, it's her wedding, not yours. She's going to have this set up, all right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought, fi- oh, no, sorry, go ahead. This is going to be, this is going to become another thing, another no, topic. What was your but... other, what's your other song? You said you had more. Um, so there's like this other song called, um, what is it called? I'm just going to give you one more. Okay. Um, so... I would say, well, this one is called, um, it's a Brian Adams, Everything I Do, I Do uh, I can't hate you on that. I love that song. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Moving That's a good on. Song. This was too much time spent on me and I did, and I'm getting all sweaty and stuff. I was, all please. Right. It's everything I do. Oh, good. It's all I good. do Thank it for much. you. All right. So my Going. song, um, my song uh, was based off of my college years. It was my theme song between 19 to 21 uh, when I went to Capilano uh for uh, movie school back in that time uh so uh it's called i'll believe in anything by wolf parade uh i was a huge fan of wolf parade during that time a lot of indie like groups and alternative groups that i was listening to back in that time uh uh like uh it was it was just my college time i don't know why i want to hear a particular track during my college years and my wedding maybe because of the nostalgia and just kind of like reflecting and like oh i went through these times and now i have a new chapter in my life but you know that's thinking way too far ahead i doubt that my spouse if i had one would want to have that song in my wedding and i'm already predicting that my spouse would not agree with it so there you go i'm already uh, uh pussy whipped as it's uh, called for uh, my wa- future wife to be <laughs> no i'm not kidding no I, I i would actually go for that song if, I, if it was up to me man if it was up to me but uh, I doubt uh, Wolf Parade is going to be on the track list. Anyway, that's my f- fourth song for that list. Uh, we're moving on to the last Carrie category. Hasn't even said his. Wait, Carrie. Oh, wait, no, no, Carrie, yes. Sorry about that. My bad, my bad. Well, how do I follow that up? Um, you got Brian Adams. <laughs> I didn't. You, got... I, you know what? You can't, you can't go wrong with Brian Adams. Like, he's local. Yeah, he's, he's, awesome. a, he's a great, uh, great singer. Um, I didn't put enough thought into this one, and it's definitely not a first dance song, but I got uh, Happy by Pharrell Williams. <laughs> oh, that's a good song. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is a good yeah. song. So, Just for, you know, the reception, dancing. Yeah. Um, I want to take this time. I know we have one more. But, Carrie, I want you to tell the people at home, who are you? Because <clears throat> we didn't do that. So oh. I'll opt out my wedding choice oh. because I have had one already. So. We're just going to leave that as is. And Carrie, yeah, tell the folks at home, who are you a little bit? Yeah, um, well, in a nutshell, I'm a uh, recording artist and songwriter from Vancouver. Um, I started, uh, I put out my first album back in 2006, Dark Side, and um, I'm still working at it today. Um, done some cool things. I opened up for uh, Faber Drive. I don't know if you remember those guys. Uh, oh, that yeah. was pretty fun a few years back. Yeah, they're pretty cool. 
Um, yeah, you can find me on Spotify, uh, Google Music, basically wherever you get your music, you can find me there. So uh, I'd be happy if you check me out. That'd be awesome. Awesome. And thank you all for having me on the show. That's awesome. That sounds awesome. We'll no, have, we'll thank you, you for joining us, Jerry. We'll we'll all right, Dustin, last one. Okay, last one. Uh, now, this one I remember Alicia mentioned may be a bit uh, challenging because it's regarding a song that is a cover by another artist. So an artist doing a cover for another artist. Um, this one, uh, there's so many for like over the decades. So many people have tried to make better versions or, in my opinion, sometimes worse versions of the originals. So uh, and now everyone's, you know, it's relative for everybody. But uh, I'm going to start this one uh, first uh, so I can get mine out of the way. Uh, it's Sweet Dreams by Marilyn Manson. Ooh, that's cool. Uh, because I was a huge fan of Eurythmics. And Ellie, Le uh, I, am I saying it right? Ellie Lennox? Lennox? Uh, anyway. Annie. Uh, Annie. Yeah. Yeah. Annie? Is it Annie yeah. or Ellie? Annie, Annie. Annie Lennox. Okay. Uh, Annie Lennox. Anyway, I, a huge fan of Eurythmics during the, you know, 80s uh, and uh, early 90s. And, of course, when Marilyn Manson did that cover, man, it was so dark. It was used in so many movies, even. Like, B-movies used it a lot of times. So it's quite a popular track for Marilyn Manson to do that cover. And I was a huge fan of, you know, Marilyn Manson at the time. So, yeah, Dude, that's, that's my track. That's a wicked song. That's why. That sounds cool. It's a wicked song. I'm going to check that out. I forgot about that song. Do you not know it? Yeah, baby. No, I know it, but I, I haven't heard the Marilyn no, Manson version in a long time. It's so oh, good. Do you not know the song? Do I know it? No, I oh, know okay. it. Yeah. No, I'm just saying it's a good song, but it'd be cool to see how Marilyn Manson like has its own twist to it. Well, if you watch the music video, it might disturb you, naturally. Uh, but <laughs> if you listen to it without the music video, you might appreciate it more because you don't see the visuals uh, or his imagination of how he's trying to disturb you through that song. So maybe maybe first listen to it on Spotify and then watch the music video once Wait, you're ready. Okay. Marilyn Al Alicia has a music we're, we're video just... with a, that song. Okay. I don't have anything. I'm sorry. It was too hard for I me. I cut off Dustin I, like to give I you said. a chance. And then you come back and say, I don't have nothing. <laughs> I don't. I tried. I spent like 10 minutes. <laughs> Had I a did. Whole week. <laughs> 10 minutes. <laughs> It's okay. No. You were a busy girl getting job interviews, so yeah. don't worry. All is forgiven. You have, you have a pass. Anyway, uh, Carrie, what is your track cover band? Um, uh -oh, sorry, I lost Blasley. my light there. But um, I'm going to. You know, what? I'll make up for Alicia because I actually got two um, okay. that that kind of surprised me. Um, you all know the song by Whitney Houston. I will always love you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well. I found out today that that was originally done by Dolly Parton. Wow. No way. Yeah. Yeah. When and another one that... Why do I, I yeah. feel so superior right now. Anyways. <laughs> and another one that shocked me, um, a song that I grew up with and assuming you guys did too, uh, Mambo Number no. 5 by Lou Bega. Yeah. Well, it, it's not originally by Lou Bega. It's originally by a guy named, and I apologize if I'm pronouncing this wrong, Damaso Perez Prado. Wow, back, Jamal, in the, cool. back in the 1950s, he wrote that song. Wow. Ooh, wow. Nice. Nice. Good, yeah. so, that's a good cover. Those are good yeah, cover good. songs I there. I could uh, Dan, uh, uh, mine is actually a One Republic mashup, so it has a bunch of those songs. And the group is called Anthem Lights. And uh, it's actually, Anthem yeah, Lights. They're actually okay. really good. If you guys have a chance, listen to that. It's pretty cool. Really good melodies. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, that was great. Uh, I'm not too sure if chat, chat because was, I'm not. I'm, I'm watching I, I chat, admit, but I, I, I know due to unforeseen. I mean, our. I'm gonna be frank with you. Our audience is obviously on Facebook. Um, it's a shame. I'm just gonna go right out. I'm I'm breaking character a little bit here. It's a shame because YouTube has a better algorithm and it's a better platform than Facebook. And it's a shame that our fans couldn't come and follow us here. But we will. I'm trying to rectify the problem. To come to Facebook, like again, if anybody knows what's going on, please reach out and let me know, and I'd be happy to work with you. Um, so yeah, anything else you guys have uh, to say before we get on with the guest? We got actually we're doing okay for time, about a minute. We got a minute. What? what how much time? Yeah, do about we have? a minute or two. Um, I do want to say Go something. Ahead. I wanted to say that I thought this challenge, like I was telling everyone before, 
uh, we went on air that uh, my friend suggested this to me to do on Instagram and I thought it was a little silly so I said no and then I brought it to this platform (laughs) and it's actually really fun to do because you're kind of like you go back to that mind mind frame like when it comes to each song topic you really have to dig through things and it's so specific um and then you're also sharing it with others uh some songs that you've never you know you never thought about in 10 years or whatever um and then songs that you are like i will search up later and listen to that's what i did it's funny that you say that because carrie i was at carrie's place the other day and we were going through songs that were out in 2011 and we're like, look at me now with Chris Brown and Busta Rhymes. Yeah. And I'm like, that was going to be That's my 2011. Yeah. Damn. So long ago. So, yeah, no, it's cool. Just Where's the through. time yeah. gone? Crazy. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised not Carrie's songs didn't make on there. Which, by the way, I got to say a little, little, uh, little fun fact here that I w- was I on their first album, Carrie? Uh, second album. I was on the second album. Wait. Uh, who? Me. I rapped on it. Kind of. On um, which whose album? Carrie's. Oh my gosh. Really? <laughs> yes. We'll wow. play it for you. No, no, we yeah. won't. Not on, yeah. if on air. <laughs> Not on air. Not on air. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, Carrie. Thank you for joining us. I hope you'll join us again next week. Join us next week? I'm putting him on the spot. I'd be honored to. Just so get an answer right now. That's it's so been nice a blast. Yeah. Like, will you be coming <laughs> right, on? Right yes, there, no. he's like, uh, right uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I have anything special to do on that day. No, I mean, it would be lovely, uh, you know, the more the merrier, as you can see with uh, throughout the last couple of months. Uh, Zoom calls, Sp- Skype calls, uh, WhatsApp, all these video conferencing software are being used through uh, ridiculous amounts of demands. Uh, so it's kind of a normal thing that people like to have even larger group conversations. Uh, so uh, now I mean, mind you, that you know, to a certain extent, because we only have an hour time. So it's kind of more difficult for all of us to be able to have something to say. At the same time, it, it's give enough, uh, kind of like the talking stick, giving people turns uh, to have their peace. So uh, if, if you come to our program more often, you'll have more things to say with that limited amount of time that we have. Anyway, that's all I have to say. I know I have to do one more plug. Thank you, Carrie. Thank you, Alicia. We'll talk to you soon. Stay in the chats. Uh, Dustin, go ahead. Do the thing. All right. This program is sponsored by Surrey Honda on 152nd and Fraser Highway. For excellent service and the latest deals, check out surreyhonda.com. Awesome. Bye. And with that being said, Oh, sorry. Bye-bye. Okay. With <laughs> that being said, uh, you can go ahead unmute yourself, my friend, if you're not muted already. Oh, I'm not yeah. muted. I'm good. Nice. <clears throat> All right. How you doing, Alexander Lin? Everybody. Not bad. Hi. How we doing? I gotta say, I'm really jealous of uh, your little challenge there. It sounds really fun. And Alicia, for the record, Jonas Brothers are extremely oh, talented. You're just shutting me down right away. Yes. Yes, thank you. I, I appreciate that because I think a lot of people um, really crap on them. So I appreciate it. Okay, am I, it's do I have ama- to leave? No, she no, you guys don't have to leave. You could, the, the chat will be oh, okay. here. Like if you want to chime in, you, they'll hear you. They oh, see well, I you. see. Okay. Okay. So, Alex. I will mute. I've been trying to do a boomerang for the last while. It's been like okay. This is why I mute you guys. <laughs> Anyways. All right, Alex. <laughs> Life coach, Hi. you have a podcast. You're a man that's doing everything right now, trying to fill the void to this whole COVID thing. Tell the people a little bit more about you. Like, what is it that you do? How did you get into it? Go ahead. Sure. Yeah. No, thank you, Dustin. Uh, and thank you, uh, Daniel, for having me. Alicia, lovely to see you again. Um, what I do in a nutshell, to be honest, is actually help people attain what they want a lot faster. And as vague as that may sound, I can tell you through personal experience in my story, I managed to be exposed to this thing called coaching, which actually I stumbled on. You know, if you ask me how long have I been doing it for, I've been doing it, to be frank, for my whole life. But I didn't realize that I was doing it until one of my friends and, well, 
to cut the story a little bit short, because this, this can go on for days and days. Um, this is your story, man. I went through a bit of adversity. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Um, I went through a bit of adversity. So I, I was working here in Vancouver at the, the University of British Columbia. I was managing the MBA program at the Sauter School of Business um, until one day I told myself, I don't really feel like I want to do this anymore, right? Um, although it was very fulfilling and very fun to work with all these amazing people, one day I was driving to work and I said, you know, I, I really don't want to drive this way anymore after 10 years of working in the same place, right? I went to school there. I was working there for a long time. And so, uh, long story short, I met my wife. She is Thai. And I decided to move to Thailand and get married because her residency was, was coming up to an end here. And I didn't want to let her go. So I said, all right, let's get married. Um, again, by the way, Jonas' brother was playing at the wedding. Oh, wow. Wasn't my first dance song, gonna, but was. I'm just going to keep putting that in there. <laughs> I love Jonas Brothers, man. They, they got some stuff. They got some chops. Anyway, uh, so we left and I went to go. I was actually headhunted by a company in Thailand and they offered me double my salary. They offered me, you know, a maid. They offered me a driver, basically the works. And how do you give that up, right? You, like, <laughs> you can't. No. So, so what I did was, okay, sure, I'll go buy a ticket one way and see how it goes. Two months into the job, uh, there was a bit of a hostile takeover. The manager that actually headhunted me was overthrown, and the CEO decided to get rid of his entire team, me being part of that as well. And so I was stranded in, in Thailand, ashamed to come back because you know I left for this awesome job and didn't want to tell anybody about my problems. So I kind of internalized a whole bunch of stuff. Little did I know, internalizing terrible emotions like that really mess with a guy's body and brain. And so what happened was I gained 20 pounds. I developed adult acne at the age of, you know, mid-30s. And it was ridiculous. It was really tough. You know, I, I told myself stuff. I didn't want to see anybody. I didn't want to go out, socialize. I was too ashamed to come home to my own family until one day... I met one of my friends who is actually a life coach and he he expressed to me you know you don't have to go through this stuff man you can actually fix this you don't have to be 20 pounds overweight you don't have to go through you know adult acne and take medicine and i don't know if you guys know what accutane is but accutane messes you up <laughs> you know this is the go-to drug for for um what do you call those skin doctors can't remember the name at the moment dermatologist that's it who will tell you, you know, this is an option, you can take it, but there are side effects. And I was determined to not take it. Funny enough, I did a bit of work internally. I went to talk to this guy and he said, you know, give me an hour. And in that hour, my world was changed. I didn't realize what a life coach could do or even was until that hour came. And he said, well, you can do this too, man, because I did it. And I looked at his history, and he was very much like me. So I set off on a 10-month journey. I went on 10-day uh, isolation retreats to go do meditation at this thing called Vipassana. I climbed Mount Fanzipan in, in Vietnam to actually graduate with my class, who was a, a large class of about 350 people. I don't know if you know the size of that, but going up a mountain – which is about 3K in height, with 350 people with ages of 15 to 65, okay? So we all went up in like kind of groups. And that was just an amazing, amazing experience for me. Wow. Um, what I... No, no, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Keep, I, keep going. So what I studied was NLP. And for those of you who aren't sure or have never heard of NLP... Um, it's, it's short for neuro-linguistic programming. So if you think about it, at an essence, you, you know, Dustin, Alicia, Carrie, you're all built to succeed. You're all built to thrive. Ever since birth, before you even came out of your mother's womb, you guys beat, I don't know, three million other brothers and sisters that could have come out before you. And, you know, you chuckle at that. But these are small successes 
actually amazing successes that we like to, you know, neglect and not give tribute to enough. And so as we go through life, you know, zero to nine, you start to develop your your personality and who you are. But unfortunately, with society around, it kind of kind of messes with us, right? You go to class, and, and I'm a strong believer of you know the, the education system. Uh, sorry, education system could use a bit of work. Mm-hmm. You know, you're sitting in class, you're told, "Be quiet." You know, raise your hand when you want to talk, and I'll let you talk when you can. You know, fundamentally, as a person, when you want to express something and you're repressed like that, it does something to the brain. And so when you think about how you've gone through that for so many years from K to 12, and now look at us, right? We go through all these small little events, which actually create these imprints in our blueprint of who we are. And I'm sure you guys will agree, the experiences that we've had in the past shape who we are today. However, a lot of people don't realize that they don't define us. You know, we've done some bad stuff. We've done some good stuff and that's good. But a lot of people like to hold on to the bad for some reason. (laughs) I don't know why. And so to be honest, what I do with people now is I help them come to the solutions on their own through powerful questioning. And at an essence, what coaching is, coaching is is a lifestyle. It's not a thing you can just do to a person and say, okay, you're fixed. It's not a medicine you can take. There's a lot of work that happens and throughout, you know, the programs that I offer are around six months to 12 months. You go from a person up here from point A to a new personal excellence up here, point B, as fast as you can. And, you know, I'm sure you guys experience it too. You know, you go through divorce, you go through a breakup, you go through, you know, some, a loss in the family. It really stumbles you down and it slows you down to getting from where you want to go. Now, when you have somebody on your side as a confidant, as a facilitator, as a consultant, and as a coach, to be honest, you're able to get through these things a lot faster, and it's, it's pretty amazing. And I've had the fortunate, you know, I've been so fortunate to have so many coaches in my life that have helped me through a lot of stuff, and that's what I hope to do for others. Hmm. That's fantastic, man. That's one hell of a journey. Especially climbing yeah. a mountain, that's amazing. <laughs> um, so what sep- So I think what comes to my mind is, what separates you from being a psychologist or someone that I would go a head shrink, so to say? <laughs> what I do, coaching, and well, to be honest, NLP is not a regulate uh, regular. Sorry, man, I'm losing or my counselor. Words. Don't worry, don't be nervous. Yeah, Take your time. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. Um, It's not a regulated thing where there's a medical body that says what you can do, what you can't do. So there's a lot of a lot more fluidity in it, and that's what really attracted me to it. You know, maybe you work with therapists, maybe you work with you know consultants or um, counselors, right? They're there and they listen. However, there are parameters that are given to them. They can't do certain things just because of the oath they take or whatever they, you know, the the schooling says. Um, But for me, the main and key difference is the approach in which I help you get to your solution. I am not prescriptive. I don't tell you what to do. In fact, all the problems you have right now, you have the answers to. It's just a matter of digging them out (laughs) and figuring out what that is. So then... So you talk about these limitations so that psychologists do have. What would you say are your limitations? Do you have any or do you just pound until you get the answer? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, my limitations are as far as you want to go. Those that I work with, I'm not forceful. I mean, I ask questions and I always have an eject button saying, you know, if you don't want to go there, that's okay. Because we go at your pace. And to be honest, if you want to get to somewhere faster, that's completely up to you. But what I'm there to do is create the space for you to have that time to think, for you to have that time to find the solution and actually look inside to figure out where you should go and what you should do. 
have you ever had someone who is um, stubborn? Like they came to you with an idea or wanting to help, but they didn't want to break down those walls to themselves. Would Are you still adamant at trying to help them? Like how do you determine that? How do you determine if they actually want the help or not? Definitely. And that's the question. It's the first question I ask them. I start off every conversation with something on the long lines of, how can I make this an amazing conversation for you? But the truth is, if they don't want help, I can't help them. Those that come to me are ready for help. And if you're not ready, then I say, you know, when you are, I'm here and I'm ready to help you. But if you're not, you know, no one can help you other than yourself. So going back to psychology, because that's the closest thing I can compare it to is counseling and, and psychologists. What Are there common approaches that, that yeah. you will take that a psychologist or counselor will take? So if you think about it, you, have you worked with a psychologist before? Uh, yes, but like back in high there. school. Okay. So when you work with them, we both, there are very many similarities, but the difference is in the way that I conduct my sessions. For me, I have this, well, I will kind of say it's a bag of tools, right? Especially coming from an NLP perspective. We use things like processes and patterns to help you overcome things that psychologists wouldn't use for you. And in my experience, what I can offer actually goes a lot faster. Why? It's through experience and through years and years of studying of NLP being passed down through generation. Um, but psychologists will be there to listen to you and they will take in what you have to say, take notes. But I've heard, and I'm, I can't really speak on their behalf, but I've heard of people like yourself who have worked with them and you talk for about five years. Like I, one of my clients, she's in San Francisco. She has depression. She went to five different psychologists and she couldn't figure out what the hell she was doing there. They would go, they would listen, they would, you know, kind of give her a few pointers and stuff, but she never felt that it was helping. And she never felt that she knew where she was going. For my approach, I actually make sure you're crystal clear where you're gonna, where are, where you are now, and where you're gonna be. And then you know where you want to be can change, but that's okay, because whatever makes you happy in the end, it's getting you. I guess in a general sense, it's getting you to either something that is good, or something that is closer to God, depending on what you believe in. Right? You actually did. I was sitting in onto your uh, shot. Why is the name escaping me? This morning when you have your calls you don't on have Sundays. To be, okay. Um, and you had that challenge in the morning, kind of you spirituality, religion, and all that stuff. How do you uh, how, do you come up with these ideas on your own, or, or, or to be honest, no. Yeah. Okay. These are that have been shared with me. However, the way I conduct them will be different from other coaches, I assume. Well, I would hope so. I'm sure everybody because, has their own, like, yeah. why they come to you. So, actually, coming okay. to that question uh what reasons like how does someone seek you out or what are what are some of the reasons that you hear when people come to you to seek your service certainly yeah um recently there's a lot of relationship problems ah, mm -hmm. there's a lot of people who are unclear of their purpose of their passion um and really, it's just, well, another one of my clients is actually a real estate agent who wants to reach his goal of, you know, 250K a year. Mm. You know, what I do is I help people dream, not just dream, but to dream big. And I create these frameworks in which people can work so it's actually realistic and attainable, right? And actually this morning um, when I had the Dare to Share cafe with you, share. right? We talked about SMART goals, right? And so with SMART goals, it's a lot easier. And, you know, you may have heard this in high school. I don't know if you guys have. I did. But I, I brushed it off because I thought, you know, what is this stuff? 
until somebody can actually show you how to harness the power of SMART goals, it's just an acronym that just, you know, won't get you anywhere. Right? People can give you a piece of paper or write down what you think feels good and then, okay, forget about it. But that's not how we get you to where you want to go fast. We hold you accountable, yourself accountable. We find that reason that's going to pull you towards it and make sure it's actually realistic. Otherwise, you're just aiming in the dark and, you know, you're not going to get anywhere at the end of the day because you, you think you're doing. And it's kind of like, you know, running on a treadmill thinking you're running 10 kilometers, but you're still in the same spot. Yeah. Right. So I got a quick question. I know this is maybe a little bit out of the out of the whack. Uh, That's good. So you're happily married. Uh, you have a, a, a beautiful daughter, a nice home, stable job. Uh, if how does someone come to you and be like, well, you can't understand my problems, really. You have your life together. How can I have you ever experienced a breakup? Have you ever been in poverty? Have you ever wondered if your life is going to end tomorrow? You know, do you have parents that hate you? Do you, like how do you relate to that stuff when someone does bring it up? I'm just curious. Yeah, definitely. And that's a really great question. And to be honest, I don't have to experience it to relate to it. The session isn't about me. It's about the person. And when they come into a conversation, they have an idea of where they want to go. I just help them get there faster through questioning. Right. Oh, okay. So if someone says, you know, you have no idea how I feel. I went through a divorce. Well, then why did you come to me? What do you want? Right. What would you like to achieve? Well, they could say something. I know I'm going to hypothesize here. Well, I really want to find my next soulmate. Okay. So then I would go on to say something like, what does that soulmate look like? What does she or he have? What do you need to do to get there? And all these powerful questions lead up to an answer that they have the entire time. Damn. I was really hoping to stump you with that one. <laughs> Good try. That's what you get when dealing with a life coach. Um, so we're going to back it up maybe a little bit. Do your parents... Like when you told them, hey, ma, pa, I'm going to be a life coach. And they're gonna, like, because when you think of that, you don't think a huge amount of money or security in such a thing. So how did that all go down? So I'm going to answer with a question. How do you know there's not a lot of money in that? Oh, you know, just <laughs> it's it. I feel like it's not a common job. So if you were to bring, I mean, if you were to bring that to a career planning class, I want to be a life coach. They'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm more than sure that they would be like, oh, there's no money in that. Like, how do you even go about doing that? It's, it's dumb. I mean, counselors, psychologists make a crap ton of money. So, uh, you know, why would you be a life coach? What if I told you that there is a life coach that I know that makes 150,000 per client in a year? I feel like you're de de you're, you're deflecting on the question. <laughs> no, I'm I'm giving you I'm planting a seed that I would love for you to just kind of look at for and observe for a second. Okay. I come from a family, an Asian family and you know, stereotypical thing where you know, you either have to be an engineer, a doctor, or a lawyer to be successful and stable, having you know stable income and have a happy family, big house, blah blah. My story is actually just that. I went to go and study to become a dentist. I did all the courses, I did the dad, but man, I hated it and I resented the entire process. When if your question is. Are my parents happy that I'm becoming a life coach? Is that am I well, getting that? Well, I, I mean, when you first told them. Not not now, because I'm sure they're like, okay, Alex is doing great, so we're you know in full support. I mean, at that time, was it hard to tell them like I'm gonna move away from what you find is traditional and go after this career that could end up, like you said, making a hundred thousand dollars a year, or it could be a big flop and you know not as much money. <laughs> so I would like to preface this in a way that. To become a life coach, not anybody can become a life coach. 
you have to have certain characteristics and be able to, well, to be able to adapt and be flexible with yourself and those that you talk to. Right. And so once you have an inkling of, you know, you're, you have to have the fundamentals of being able to listen. If you can listen to people, you're already on a good start. Right. And just like yourself, when you're asking the questions, I can tell you're really listening to what I have to say. And then you'll build your question on that, which is, which is nice. Right. And like, for yourself, to be honest, you make a great life coach. Thank you. If you pursued it and actually did the training, I can almost guarantee you, you would excel. Whether you like it or not is up to you, right? But if you're speaking to my parents, huh, ever since I was young, I've always been against the norm. So me telling them to, I'm going to become a life coach wasn't a surprise to them. <laughs> they said, you know, they were happy that I found something that I really love. Um, because to be honest, I was one of those jack of all trades who would jump everywhere. I did music. I would work in project management. I did art. I did dancing. I did a whole bunch of stuff, man. Um, until I found this, and I, there is no better job out there that I would love to do. No, it does seem like you enjoy, man. And I'm sure that it's super. When you see that person turn around and finally find that whatever it is that they're finding it within them it's almost like seeing your kid grow up and walk off to college with co college with confidence that they are ready to take on the world that kind of feeling i'm pretty sure it feels great for sure um to speak more to that what i realized that you know so many of us and me included we aim for that buck you know it's that you know i need to make 60 grand a year and i'm going to be happy and then once you make that, you say, oh, now I'm going to make 80 grand a year and I'll be happy, you know. And it's always that next level of climbing, which is okay, mm -hmm. you know. However, I went into that whole race and I wasn't happy. I, I hit those marks and it's, it's all right. Um, but what I found is that the secret to this entire thing that brings me joy and those around me is this concept of giving. The more you give, the more you get. And this is maybe an adage that you've heard several times. But it's totally true. It's like having gratitude impact, and all that stuff too. That, stuff, yeah. that included, yes. But if you're able to operate, you know, you, you give actually this show. You're giving so much to the listeners, the value you bring, you know, the music, the fun, the personalities. You're already giving. And as you'll see, you send all this energy out. And more people will be attracted to you. Oh, this sure. is the power of giving. He's talking about right. me, guys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Team effort, right? Yes, very much so. Very much so. Um, I have a question. It's sure. actually from our very own Alicia. She's asking, what is the most challenging part of your job? <laughs> you know, I, I was doing a workshop the other day. It's called the inner mean guy and girl. And there are 13 archetypes that a person can have. And one archetype that really stood out to me was the achiever. I have this bug in me that needs to achieve more and more and more. And the most difficult part for me, because I enjoy this so much, is actually turning it off. You know, I love giving. I love helping people. I love working on that next project to, to help another person. But... Slowing down and, and really being present with my family, and that is one of the biggest values I have is being with my daughter and my wife. I have to do it, but sometimes I catch myself saying, okay, Alex, you, you got to stop working. Yeah, <laughs> Go I was home. actually going to ask that. Do you ever find that you're talking to your wife? Like, yeah, in counselor mode almost? You know what? Funny enough, I'm the life coach, but she's the better life coach than me, and she's done no training. My wife is my rock, and I will say my success is due to her or thankful to her. Without her, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be able to do the training. I wouldn't have a beautiful daughter. I wouldn't be able to have that peace of mind to say, okay, I need to take a break from you guys. Let me go work and do some good, and then I'll come back to you. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I don't know how to uh, – we're, we're at – we have less than a minute left. I want them. That's okay. Oh, actually, you know what, Alicia? That's a good question. 
we're going to get you to plug where they can they find you. But first, I think what the burning question on everybody's mind was, what was your slow dance song? <laughs> you, you're going to like this one. The Weeknd. What? What yep. song? No, sorry. The Weeknd was her entrance song. <laughs> it was... Uh, oh my God, it's escaping my mind. Thousand Hearts? Oh my God. Is it the I one the from name. like um, Twilight, Breaking Bad? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yep. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was, yeah, it's been a while since my marriage, but yes, no, that was my wife's favorite song. And so, you know, I'm, I'm sure you guys will agree. Happy wife, happy life. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, only one of us in this group, other than you, have been in that relationship and he's separated right now. So <laughs> it's all um, good. One day you'll realize, and that's something that I would give is that this whole concept of the more the give, the more you give, the more you get. Mm-hmm. Once you make sure, or once you realize that it's not about you and the people around you, good stuff just keeps coming to it, you, it, man. It's funny that you say that because I have started to think about some things in the past and the way that I handled some things and felt like that maybe it wasn't the way that I should have handled them. And I really do agree with you. The guy that I was like a year or two ago was not the guy that is sitting here right now. I mean, Carrie, Dustin will tell you that. I've gone drastic changes in the recent years so um yeah okay alex where can they find you what can they listen i know you have a podcast yeah. and so um, plug yourself away <laughs> if you want to find me you can find me on youtube you can find me on podcast i have it on anchor spotify uh yeah <laughs> you want to search up coach alex lynn and you can, if you want to see what I do and get to know me a little bit better, I would urge you to look at those videos um, because I do give some tips, give some, and I try to upload weekly. And if you want to work with me, you can check out my website at uh, coachalexlin.com. Fantastic. All right. I'm going to bring you back in with us, Alex. You're going to, I mean, you sure. guys don't see it, but YouTube people, you're right in the center of all of us. So everybody's oh, back, Dustin, Carrie, Alicia. Hello again. Hello. Did you Hello. hear hey that he says I'm hey guys. better than you guys? I'm just saying. He did not say that. He did not say that. <laughs> I, was here the I was here the entire time. <laughs> so any last questions you have for Alex since we're all here? Well, that was Who's your next Who's your next host for, your, for, for the podcast? Who's my next Who's my next guest? Oh, guest? That's, oh me. that's me. <laughs> I didn't mean, oh, to, I didn't wow. mean to do that. Sorry. Sorry. Well, I didn't do that. I did not mean to do that. I'm sorry. That, that made, made it sound like I was very arrogant. Um, Let me offer you. So, so the, the next, next episode, episode that I will be publishing isn't going to be yours, but you are the next guest. Yes. Okay. So yeah, who's that? This is Sherry Strong, and she's a food philosopher. And you'll find in the episode she actually had this intimate relationship with sugar where she doubled her body size and it would just eat sugar like mad but then she found out how to live a healthy lifestyle and i think she came to the epiphany when one of her family members was sent to the hospital for a heart attack and all the other family members brought in donuts as a gift because he was diabetic right um, and so, yeah, no, she, she tells you the concepts, philosophies that she's developed and it's, it's pretty cool. So if you want, check that out, it'll be coming up soon. Um, yeah. That sounds amazing. That sounds mm-hmm. really great. Well, I, I um, thank you everybody who's on Carrie. Thank you, Alex. I hope we get to see you again on the show. I know yeah. I will see you again, but I mean like on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I would love to invite you all to the uh, Dare to Share Morning Cafes. Daniel, I see you every Sunday, and that's wonderful because, you know, it, it's such an amazing journey to see you all there or the guests that come in. And, you know, the, the topics and the discussions we have, I hope you find them insightful. I, wanna, I know I do. No, they've been great, man. Uh, I did send an invite to Alicia this morning, and she didn't come. 
Yeah, I just saw so, that. Um, just saying. I was sleeping. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, um, okay. Next Sunday, okay? That'll be yep. my pledge. <laughs> uh, thank you, Carrie. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. Dustin, do your thing, and then we could go out. This program is sponsored by Surrey Honda on 152nd and Fraser Highway. For excellent service and the latest deals, check out surreyhonda.com. All right, everybody. Wave at the camera. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Really informational and practical. That's the thing. That's what I like about it.